That's the podcast coach for October 23rd, 2021. Let's get ready to podcast. There it is. It's that music that means, hey, it's Saturday. It's time for Ask the Podcast Coach, where you get your podcast questions answered live. I'm Dave Jackson from the School of Podcasting.com, and joining me right over there is the one, the only Jim Collison from TheAverageGuy.tv. Jim, how's it going, buddy? Greetings, Dave. Happy Saturday morning to you. Always great. I was just this morning. It's just fun to connect. It's fun to be here. I hope everyone enjoys it. Fall is in the air here in the United States, anyways, in the Northern Hemisphere. Fall is in the air. It's kind of nice. I, I, I like the I like colder weather on its way. Yeah, it's. Uh, I might go hiking today, but it's one of those where it's like you got to wear a coat. It's 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 chilly. Yeah, it's it's, it's chilly. a little chilly. But uh, shout, out, shout out to our friends in California too. They are they are going to experience some serious weather this weekend. Yeah, they have some Northern California. They have some water coming. I got some coffee coming. Can uh, we? Uh, yeah, we can, can do we... the coffee thing. Absolutely. And of course, that coffee pour is brought to you by our good friend Mark over at Podcast Branding. Co. If you need a logo, if you need an artwork, if you need a website, if you need a lead magnet, anything you need to look really, really cool, well, then you need to go to podcastbranding.co. Mark is not only an award-winning graphic artist, he's also a podcaster. So you don't have to explain the whole, oh, it's kind of like a radio show, but it's a thing. No, he understands podcasting. And if you're really, really like... Well, I don't even know where to start. I don't know what's good. I don't know what's bad. He will actually do a like branding audit. He did that with Jim and said, yeah, Jim, you just need to maybe tweak this or that. So if you need anything to look more professional, then go over and see Mark at podcastbranding.co. I was waiting for the beat. Jim, that is that is a pretty sexy mug you got there. That is pretty, pretty great stuff. Dan LeFeb over there at Based on a True Story Podcast. Based on a True Story Podcast.com. If you're looking for a, maybe a new podcast, uh, something interesting, they kind of they look at movies, mostly movies, and and determine how true is it based on a true story. Like a lot of, I think a lot of movies are. And so Dan, Dan was on my show two weeks ago and was just, it was a great interview too. If you go out to homegadgetgeeks.com. You can get that as well. Big thanks to Dan for sponsorship and an awesome. This is an awesome mug. I'm going to have this thing forever. We we won't even put it in the dishwasher. We love it so much. So hand, <laughs> only hand washing, only the finest hand washing. Well, Jim, I opened up the uh, the door to Facebook this morning, and uh, and this is what I heard. That, that's a lot of that going that on. That is a long <laughs> scream. And Lots. I, I thought what we could talk about, um, do, you, do you have an example where you've been rejected, where somebody actually said no to you? Oh, well, I mean, do I have to go back to eighth grade when I asked <laughs> this girl? Well, there's <laughs> that. There's um, the dance. <clears throat> Yeah. You know, my, my favorite, I've, well, I've had, I've had folks say no. I mean, I've asked folks to, you know, uh, last pass was a, was a sponsor for home gadget geeks for a lot of years, mm-hmm. four or five years. And I remember having that conversation with them like, okay, are we ready to renew for another year? And like, Oh yeah, we'll get back to you. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then I was like, Hey, you, you want to do it? And, uh, and I could tell the, the, the gal I was working with did not want to tell me no. I mean, sometimes it's hard for them to say no to. Eventually, they were like, yeah, we're going to go a different direction. Yeah, the old different direction. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've had uh, – I always get bummed. There's a, um, a big event in Cleveland called Content Marketing World, and I have applied there multiple times to speak on podcasting, and I've applied three times, and three times I have heard <laughs> – and they always go with some guy named Rob Walsh. I was ah. like, ah. And that is something that I didn't realize is when I joined the Libsyn team, there are times now when I'm like, no, I'm Dave Jackson School of Podcasting. They're like, yeah, we've already got Rob Walsh and Rob Greenlee. We don't yeah. need any more Libsyn guys. Ah. And I was like, ah. So, um, but I say that because there were, it just seems like there was somebody that asked this question. Uh, let me pull it up here. Uh, 
uh, hey community has, I think this is in the podcast support community, which I, it turns out I'm a member of. I don't remember that one, but if you want to have fun, go into Facebook, click on groups and see how many groups you are participating. He said, putting up air quotes in, cause I was surprised at how many that I had somehow joined and never went back. Uh, says, uh, I'm curious about your experience. Uh, has anyone ever done a, an ad swap with another podcast? How did you find them? And that's the one that for me, first of all, I kind of want to go, okay, we won't go through that again, but I'm like, thank you. how do you find them? I'm like, without being, I don't know. And I, I just had to like step back and go, wait, I've been doing this a while. So maybe it seems second nature to me that when I go, I wonder where I can find this or does this exist on the internet? There's this thing called Google that I tend to use a lot. So that was the one that always gets me. When I see where can I find people, I'm like, there's this tool. It's called Google. Yeah, but I, I think, Dave, there's there's folks that just don't want to look. Right. Like, I've heard from them. They're, they'll, they'll ask me a question. They're like, I'm like, well, what have you done? And they're like, no, I've, I'll be honest. I've done absolutely nothing. Right. I, I just want to know. I'm busy. This is usually what happens is they say, I'm busy. I just need to know. And there's sometimes there's a little arrogance tied up in that. Sometimes it's just genuine. They're busy, right? And and so yeah. there there are folks who are like, yeah, no, I'm not going to look it up. Yeah. yeah. So this person said, how did I find them? Were you pleased with the end result? Um, did it drive any new listenership? Uh, where are they? Where are the other podcasts? Were they in the same category as you? Like adjacent topics and content? Um, were you both at the same level? They say in quotation marks of audience size at the time. And I just, for me, maybe I, it's just one of the cases where I, I like to jump in and, you know, I, I like to do my planning, but there is a time when you just have to jump in. And I just thought, well, wouldn't you just go to Google and type in whatever the topic is? Let's say it's, you know, um, dog breeding and you type in dog breeding podcast and hit search. And then you go to that podcast and say, Hey, I have a 30 second promo. If you have one, we could exchange on each other's show let me know what you think. And I'm like, am I crazy? <laughs> I'm like, is that, is that like, whoa, you're, that guy's crazy. You know? It's a lot of work. That's in their, in their book, right? That's a lot of work. Maybe to that's get, it. To get, uh, yeah, who, who knows why in some cases they just don't, people, yeah, it, this is the, you know, where two or more gathered, there is conflict. I say that all the time, <laughs> right? And, and it's just, you just, you just don't know. You know what? What I, I think this when when we think about it, let's let's spin this maybe back to the positive and say, listen, rejection's a real thing, and it's hard. And and if you're if if whether it's asking a guest or getting a um, sponsor or or whatever a, a promo swap, you know, I I think you just got to change the equation to expect no's. You know, just to say like, hey, you right. know what? A success will be I'll actually get to them, and they'll say no. I'll hit it out of the park if they say yes. But if you kind of set up the expectation at the beginning to be like, yeah, I'm going to get a lot of no's. Really successful salespeople do this. They're like, you know, I need 100 no's to get one yes. And uh, a pest control nut in the chat room and said, you know, being in pest control sales and and door knocking, I hear rejections a lot, right? Yeah. And I think you just have to be ready for it and not necessarily take it personal. Like that's, you you know, uh, you you just got to say, okay, I'm, I'm, I, I got my no, I'm moving to the next person. So I have a, I have the opportunity to get a yes. If you got your stuff together and you got a good pitch, you'll get yeses. The crazy thing I've done, you know, I've done the sales work before when you get a yes, you're almost shocked. Like you don't know what to do. You're like, uh, 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 uh really? <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, what do I Wait, do what, now? What do I do now? No one's ever said yes before. <laughs> But yeah, I, there was another one you, you brought this up and it was, uh, can you share a success story on how this is how it's written? Can you share a success story on how did you get the first guest and on your podcast? I, I hope to get some tips from you. And I, again, I just thought, um, ask, but in, yeah. in a way, you know, just explain how they're going to benefit. So if I was pitching Jim, I could say, hey, Jim, I know you work at Gallup and you work a lot with, uh, you know, finding people's strengths. I do a podcast that's about, 
you know, finding your human potential and you've been doing this forever. And, uh, you know, I would love to have you as a guest where you could come on and talk about, you know, obviously we're going to talk about the strengths finder program and things like that. But, uh, if you'd be interested, I'd love to have you come share your knowledge. And if he says no, you know, it's okay. Then you go on, then you go back to Google and you go, human development podcast or something and you yeah. find somebody else i i i did and i was because i was like why why is everybody like how do i ask and i was like and i just thought well is that the fear of asking or they're just looking for a better pitch there was an another guy did i have which you hear this a lot look i've got you know, 4,000 people in a Facebook group. I got 300 people following me on Twitter. I got 800 people on Instagram and 200 people on my email list. And he's like, and when I promote my podcast, I'm getting, you know, insert low number here. And I just said, maybe it's the pitch. You know, I see so many people that go, hey, episode 237 is out. Whoa, thank you. You know, I was, I was yeah. last night, I couldn't sleep because I was like, oh, episode 237 is <laughs> coming out tomorrow. But if you said, hey, in today's show, if, you know, if I'm Dan, did you know that in the Titanic, they showed this? And that's really not true because that didn't exist until blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, really? Oh, holy cow. Um, you know, you mean she, she didn't stand on the end of the, <laughs> no, of the, the boat, front of the ship. <laughs> Put her arms out, probably not true. Do you know that an actual wooden door wouldn't float uh, with two people on it? So, uh, you know, the, whatever yeah. it is. The I asked uh, I asked Michael Hyatt one time to be on one of our Gallup podcasts, mm. and and I thought it was kind of a slam dunk. I thought he was yeah. going to say yes, and they were like, uh, "Well, let's get our PR people involved." So they did, and then the PR people said, "Well, he's kind of busy right now. How about the How about this other guy?" And I was like, well, that's just not the same because he actually has promoted our product before on social. And uh, I said, yeah, not not really the same. And I kind of I kind of felt like I'd gotten that dumped off to the yeah. second tier. You know, well, you know, he's a big deal, and uh, we you know we get we you know he's he's only got so many hours in the day. Well, yeah, I get that. Yeah. And so, uh, have you ever heard of this thing called Gallup? <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like I thought I thought we would. I thought we'd pull it in with it. I thought we'd, and you know, I was like, okay, well, I said, I tell you what, when he's got time, just ping me, yeah. you know, not the, not the end of the world. Um, so, you know, yeah, you just, you just, so you just kind of move on, you know, it, 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 I've also found at least for my, for my podcast for home gadget geeks, I have a cadre now of guests that come on twice a year. And so, you know, I get them, they, they, they're on, they come back, they know what to expect, they're fresh every time they have new content. They're bloggers generally, you know, they're tech bloggers and that, that works out really, really well for me. I need to get three or four more of them and I'd almost never have to book a guest. I could always just kind of rotate them through and it would be awesome. So there's another, you know, if you're, if you're a guest driven interview show, I think there's another way. If you can, if you find a really good guest, ask them back. Like that's not a, yeah. I think some people are afraid of that. Oh, I can only have them once in the first hundred shows. There's no rules that say that Yeah, you could have them back next week. Yeah. You know, if you're like, Oh, I wish I had more time. I'd love to talk to you some more. You know what? You, you can have them back. <laughs> you do. And have them back, do a part two, have them back in a couple of weeks. The audience likes that too. Cause the audience starts to get to used to them as well. Yeah. So, yeah. well, that's what, uh, that's what Glenn does on horse radio network. He, he does a brilliant thing. He'll, when somebody comes on as a sponsor, let's say I'm selling and, and of course, Glenn's the horse radio network.com. And so if somebody asks a question about a, a saddle, let's say he'll like bring on the saddle sponsor and like, Hey, we got a question here from Susie and blah, blah, blah. And yada, yada, yada saddle. And he'll like, Oh, what you need to do is make sure to, you know, blah, blah, blah to the saddle and yada, and it'll last forever. And then Susie feels super special because, well, Glenn went to go get the actual saddle person to answer the question, the saddle guy gets to promote his product. So it's a win-win for yeah. him yeah. and you know, off you go. So, but yeah, I, the, the chat room is saying, talking about how they're also saying that just having an Instagram, Instagram doesn't have an advanced search Twitter and Google do. So if you're really looking for somebody, uh, they're also mentioning uh podcastindex.org is another good place to search for podcast listen notes. There are a ton. I mean, that that's again where I kind of go when somebody goes, where can I find, I go, 
it's not so much where can I find it's like where can't you find another podcast but I, I realized that's when I was like maybe this is just kind of uh, a worry about being rejected or things like that um, so it gets gets a little crazy sometimes I know I always laugh probably by next Wednesday I, I don't know ask the podcast coaches getting on people's radar. And I had a guy, I've had two people now, one a week, that have asked, we have the perfect guest for you. Now, Mm. my favorite this week was, it was some sort of health person that could, like, survive cancer and blah, blah, blah. And I was, like, going on and on. And I was like, yeah, we don't don't talk about, like, losing weight on this show. Like, maybe my weight loss show or whatever. But it's, it's two people that have been not remotely close to what we would have as a guest. And then I also point out, oh, by the way, for 90 minutes, anybody can come on this show. Just, you know, ask the podcast slash join. We'll jump you right in here. And I'm like, so if you're up, feel free to come on over. And, you know, I'm like, we answer podcast questions, but that's just where I go. Yeah. You, you didn't really listen to the show. Did you? So that's not, not prostate, but prod podcast. Those are the <laughs> yeah. uh, prostate questions, yeah, but podcast questions. Um, you had to be here. <laughs> yeah. Dan says, uh, after I stop recording, I like to ask my guests if they have any other movies they want to cover to let Ooh. me know. There you go. Not everyone does, but some have done that. So I bring them on again for another episode. I do I that. Think with, Dan also asks his audience at times, Hey, if, if there's a movie you want to cover, let me know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, get it from when on, on my question of the month thing, when I was using that one thing called voice form. And at the end, one of the bonus questions was, is there anything you'd like me to talk about on the show? And people actually put in stuff and I was like, Oh, mm-hmm. and I mean, that's, and it's always interesting when you, when I do podcasts based on actual feedback from people, I will inevitably get somebody to go, man, the last couple of episodes, you've just been on fire. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm just listening to what my audience wants. It's really, but again, and sometimes you'll go, anything you want me to cover? And people are like, no, I can't really think anything. So that's not always going to be the case. Um, let's see here. In 211 episodes, I've interviewed just over 150 unique individuals. The most I've had any one guest on in the four years, I think, he says has been doing it at least six times. Yeah, I've had Glenn on, I think, five or six times. Because Glenn, Glenn almost doesn't need to email anymore. He just, he'll just say, hey, I did this thing. Here's what happened. You Would you want to talk about I'm like, dude, just, yeah, I, I trust your judgment now. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, he always comes up with, I mean, is the whole thing with the, the tour he just did. I was like, you're doing what? I go, you yeah, did, that's you, a, that's a multi-part. Like, what have I learned? I'm sure he's, there's some things in there you can yeah. mine out of there for a couple shows. Yeah. Um, Stefan says I had a tweet recently explode. Wow. <sighs> With 170, uh, thousand impressions. One hashtag was also used by an Indian religious group. So a lot of eyeballs. Mm-hmm. See, that's the thing though, where I, I get this at Libsyn a lot. It's kind of funny words. It's, it's, it, it's fun watching people, try to avoid saying, but don't you know who I am? Because they'll come to start a podcast and they'll have huge numbers of Instagram people. Mm-hmm. And it's a, in the same way that I was, I have found out that YouTube and podcasting are in many cases, way different audiences. And I think it's the same with Instagram. There are people just live on Instagram and they'll be like, yeah, but I have like 400,000 Instagram followers and I'm getting you know, 700 downloads and you're like, uh, 700 downloads is way above average, you know, or way above the mean maybe, or maybe they're getting 2000 downloads and they had 10,000. It's always a, a, you know, a small percentage of their Instagram people, but I'm like, yeah, not everybody's going to go. And again, that's where I go back to. And how are you marketing this? Mm-hmm. Are you just saying, Hey, the new episode of the Dave Jackson power hour is out. I'm like, mm, you know, I, that drives me nuts with radio people. And I realize it's hard. Because I'll just see like it's the you know the Jim Collison Radio Hour uh, uh, October twenty third, and then the next one will be Jim Collison Radio Hour October twenty fourth. And I was like, you had to have show notes, like you had something in front of you when you prepped for the twenty fourth. Like somewhere in there, you could go. Which one of these do you think is going to be like that resonates the most with your audience? Mm-hmm. Maybe use that as a title. And it's just like, ugh. So. Uh, can I can I tell on myself? Oh yeah. That, can, can I can I share a story? So sure. this week, so this maybe goes into the category as we think about show prep. Mm-hmm. And so I got asked to be the uh, one of our you know in the Clifton Strengths community our 
community in the Philippines was doing a strength conference. They had 600 people come into this thing and it was virtual. So we were on Whova. Have you heard of Whova? W-H-O-V-A. I think that's the thing that PodFest uses. Uva, okay. They were using, they were using, did a great job. They, they did a fantastic job. So they asked me to be the keynote. So I kind of kicked the thing off. Once. Nice. And I kind of, it, it was, it was a real honor. It was a real honor to be, to be asked to do that. So I kind of, um, I, I, I didn't look at how much time I had to present. And I was kind of thinking the, this opening session was an hour. They were going to do 20 minutes of introductions and I would have the rest. And I was okay with that. 40 minutes is awesome. Like yeah. I, I, well, what the real schedule was, was a half an hour of kickoff. And then I had an hour and, and that'd have been okay too. But I, for some reason was thinking I was done at the top of the hour. So I am, I mean, I, I created a presentation that was mm-hmm. time appropriate and we got to the end and I took some questions and I was like, and I, I, I should have sensed that I was not going long enough <laughs> by their panic in their eyes as I was oh. wrapping things up. Right. And, and I didn't. So we got done and they're like, well, we'll be back at, and this was like it, but we'll say it's 2 PM their time. They're like, we'll be back at two forty-five. They had fully expected me to go all the way to the bottom of the hour. Oh man. Surprise. Right? Yeah. And they're like, and so they stalled and did some things and some other stuff. And, but it is, you know, if you're going to, if you're going to speak at things, and I think a lot of podcasters want to also be keynote speakers. I thought I'd done my homework and checked the schedule to see how much time. Now there is that saying, always leave them wanting more. I'm not sure if that's appropriate in this situation or not. Like, you know, I, I didn't, I committed to time that I didn't, fulfill and that kind of for conference people that drives them nuts but you know and i'm the other way where i will submit and and when you here's the thing like if you are doing job hunting go and look at the job posting find the keywords and put those keywords in your uh, resume same thing if you're getting ready to submit to you know talk at some place see if they have a theme for the show, for the, you know, like this year we're talking about, you know, blah, 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 and that. Like, well, then you want to put blah, 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 and that in your, you know, somewhere in your description. And so what I will do is I get so focused, like if I could just get, you know, I want to get approved to speak, which I will do, and I will submit it. And then two weeks later, they'll be like, you're approved to speak. And then I'm like, oh, how, how long is it? And what did I submit? So yeah. I need to, I'm starting now to use Evernote to go, Hey, you submitted this on that. And then I'll even put a thing on the calendar. It's like, Hey, check in two weeks, see if they've figured it out yet. Because I'm constantly then going, Hey, I'm so glad to hear that I got picked. Um, how, how, what, what did I submit and how long is it again? What did you want? Yeah. What, where, where are we going? Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I felt bad. I, I was a little embarrassed. Um, not a little, I was a lot well, embarrassed, you know, the other thing is sometimes like I just got approved to speak in 2022 at the national religious broadcasters and I get 45 minutes and I was like, yeah, but I need to write that down because come 2022, yeah. I'm not going to remember that. And right. they want me to talk on podcast monetization. I was like, all right, cool. So, although Dave, you know, this as a podcaster and you've done this long enough, you could probably go into a situation and even if they change it on you, like, if say you prepare for half an hour and they're like, Hey, can you go an hour? Which almost never happens, but let's right. just say it does. You're probably good enough at this point and practiced enough that you're like, okay, uh, there's some other things I'll fill in. I can add in to kind of stretch this out. I think the same thing needs to be true and, and speakers need to be ready for is they gave you an hour, but there's a whole bunch of things that have eaten into that time. Yeah. And you need to be, thoughtful enough i think to be able to cut that back because i've listen i've had some speakers like no i prepared for an hour i'm gonna go for an hour and you're like yeah but other people ran over because of that you you you'll be a hero exactly if you you can get your content in in the time and the space that's given to you yeah the people that ran over may not get asked back but the guy that saved the day will yeah i always say i'll get you back on schedule like i will get you back on schedule yeah that's that's a key one there and for all the people that are running over practice 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 your your thing i purposely i make my if i'm supposed to speak a half hour i know myself I will, let's say I'm supposed to speak a half hour and then do Q&A. 
I will make my presentation 20 minutes because somewhere in that presentation, I'm going to call an audible or they will take forever to introduce me. That's the other thing I never practiced. And they're like, Dave Jackson, he's the blah, 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 blah. I'm like going, okay, can I start talking now? Like, Mm -hmm. I, I appreciate the kind words and all, but like. Can I start talking? It'd be nice. Nobody takes notes on the bio. They just don't like, (laughs) and I know everybody feels, And well, I have run into a few people who really live for their own bio. (laughs) You know, they're like, no, you're going to read it all. I earned it. No. Okay. We'll we'll read it all. But but most people are checked out during, they're just not present during the bio reading, you know, whatever that. All right. All right. right, Okay. Okay. Let's actually get to the person. Yeah. So I I try to keep them short. The only time I've ever been upset about my bio is the guy that introduced me went to all the, it was on a panel and he asked for something like, tell us something that nobody knows about you or that they may not know. And I was like, I was in a band called the sugar daddies. And that was my bio. And, (laughs) And I was like, not not really <laughs> not, not a lot of that's open for not, not a lot of street cred with that you know no, it's like uh no. so well gary in the chat room has a tip here he says whitney johnson asked her guests what they got out of the discussion mm. so when you get done with an interview it's like mm-hmm. okay that's mm-hmm. kind of cool uh, i have had people do that with me they're like well can you give me some pointers on how the interview went and i was i've yet to go because anybody that asked that is obviously trying to do a good interview. So I've never done like, mm-hmm. well, I thought we went off topic. I've, I've never given, because you know I would give it if I had it, but it's I always thought that was like, oh, I didn't know I was supposed to be grading you. Um, well, the the advice I give, you know, we, we're we it, on, on um, called the coach, the program mm-hmm. I do for Gallup. I have a lot of first time guests, like mm-hmm. they've never done anything like this before. So I always tell them, you know, speak like, you know, think of the, the you know, the onion, right? And, and let's get to the core from the very beginning. So let's talk about the most important stuff up front. I think sometimes we get this TV mentality where they're saving it to hold people for the commercials. Right. You know, they would hold, they would suspense and save it for the end and whatever, right? Well, in podcasting, that doesn't work. I think you need to get the most important stuff out front. Get them like... Get that stuff in early and then circle around it the rest of the the rest of the the time that you're talking. Talk about it, get the important stuff, pull back, come back to it, talk some more around it. So th- that's the advice I give is like, listen, we're not holding anything to the end. I want your best stuff up front because that's most people are going to listen to the first 15 minutes. So let's get the best stuff up front. Yeah, I've not had somebody use me for this, but I've also gone to... Like if I go to an event and I see the event, like the, the person that, that isn't in charge of the track, you know, the person that picks the speakers, like at uh, Podcast Movement, I wasn't speaking this year. I didn't really submit one. And I just went over to Dan and I said, hey, if you have any last minute cancellations, you know, I can kind of talk about anything. And he's like, good to know. Uh, I'll keep you egos. We might have a situation. Yeah. So that's something else you can do. And, yeah. if, you know, yeah. uh, that's a great idea. Dave, that's a great idea. Like I, I that's, I, that's one I hadn't thought of. Be the backup person yeah. for, for your friends. Like, Hey, look, I don't have to speak this time, but if you get in a jam, I'm your guy. Yeah. Right. It's a great, that's a great, it's a great idea. Well, it does two things. Um, I mean, I know Dan, I know uh, Jared, you know, so, but it just, it gives you a chance to, appear helpful you know <laughs> so well and you want to be i mean not just appear but you you want to be helpful right exactly because listen those conference organizers are losing their minds yeah that's, during that kind of stuff i've been that guy that's no fun yeah and yeah and it's nice to have a few people who you can go like hey look i i had a speaker back out like if i was doing it dave and you were there and i had a speaker who like hey i'm stuck at the airport and i can't and i'd be like all right i got to cover dave jackson i need you to go Let's, you know, give me, give me two topics. I'll pick one, boom, get in there and, and let's get this thing done. That would work well. When it go the, the way I always, and again, this is just me, the way I do my talks is I always try to boil them down to a sentence or two Yeah. so that like, this is like, I remember one year at podcast movement, I did a thing on editing and the, the phrase I used in my head was every podcast can benefit from editing. And then every slide reinforced that thought basically. Mm-hmm. So that if somebody came in and said, Hey, I know we were going to give you 45 minutes. Uh, can you cut that down to 30? 
it's I just go in and I'm like, okay, which of these slides reinforce that one like yeah. mission statement almost the most, and then you cut out the rest and and go to town. So um, it's tricky. It's it's but that's an, that's one that I uh, I remember there for a while. They were using me as the post the poster boy, which kind of drove me nuts. But I heard um, Jessica uh, Kufferman say, "Do we really need to see Dave Jackson speak again?" And I was like, "I don't speak that much, kids. Like I know I speak a lot at podcast conferences, but I get turned down a lot." You're uh, good at submitting, though. Um, you know, you're good at finding those areas. Like I, I just don't. I'm I am terrible. I am terrible at it. I just don't. I don't care enough to do it. And it's not something I want to necessarily do a lot of, just to be honest. That's that's the thing about not speaking at Podcast Movement, this last one. Um, It was kind of cool because until I do my talk, Mm -hmm. I'm doing my talk in my head over and over. Mm -hmm. And it's like it was kind of nice to just chill and, you know, hang out at the Libsyn booth, do that thing. And then also hang out with uh, with other peeps. And it kind of took some of the pressure off and added more fun so yeah but yeah. uh speaking of, of hanging out with peeps i know it's, it's halftime right can i get it can i get a little uh we can, we can get you some coffee there there we oh, go thank you. Mm-hmm. and uh we always like to thank our awesome supporters you can see them at askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome and uh, we always like to thank the the teacher's pet james over at the dog podcast network find it at dogpodcastnetwork.com so He's got short shows, so if you need just like a, a quick 10-minute walk around the block kind of thing with your pooch, uh, that'll work. He's got long-form shows. If your dog has cancer, that was the one I was like, ooh, that is that is a neat show. But uh, the, all sorts of insights on how to deal with that situation, really everything, all things dogs, you can find it at Dog Podcast Network. And then we always like to thank our $20 supporters. We Talked about him earlier, Glenn the Geek Hebert over at horseradionetwork.com. So if you're into to horses, check out Glenn. Uh, Shane over at Tourpreneur. If you operate a tour business or plan on starting one, this podcast is for you. And I would think, I don't know, I was out last night and almost, I don't think I saw a mask anywhere except on the employees. So <laughs> it, it seems like. People are kind of going back to normal. Uh, Ed Sullivan, who's in the chat room, over at SonicCupcake.com. So if you are looking for an editor or you need help sounding better, uh, Ed can definitely help with that. SonicCupcake.com. Felix over at the Latin Podcast Awards at LatinPodcastAwards.com. They have been dedicated to enhancing the visibility of Latinx podcasts around the world since 2017. Again, find them at latinpodcastawards.com. Someday I'll be able to say that in Spanish. I've been trying to learn Spanish, and it's not as easy as it looks. Uh, Max Trescott over at aviationnewstalk.com. Always love to hear from Max. Uh, The question of the month for the School of Podcasting is, what do you think about hearing somebody's full story? And Max has a really good answer for that, so you can tune in on Monday for that. Uh, We want to say hi to Caden over at KJST Media. That is an LGBTQ plus founded company focused on helping all levels of podcasters to grow their podcast. Regardless of what you're looking for, Caden is there to help you find it over at KJSTmedia.com. Greg over at DebtShepherd.com, where he is teaching financial wellness. So if you're looking at the calendar and going, boy, this year's almost over, I want to get my finances all set up. He can help you with that. Uh, the Indie Drop-In Network at IndieDropIn.com. They've got true crime sh- uh, shows, comedy shows, scary shows, especially around this time. I think that would be great because of Halloween. Uh, what you do is you contact Greg and you give him a couple episodes and he will put it in front of the audience. Find him at IndieDropIn.com. Kim Kragy over at Toastmasters101.net. If you're looking to develop your voice, reduce your editing time, or improve your content, Toastmasters101.net. She's actually interviewing somebody that came from a different country and used Toastmasters to help get more confident speaking English, etc. cetera. Um, Michael Delaney over for Baby Mountain Radio Productions, where podcasting and hard work are, are made fun. Check him out, babymountainradio.com. And if you'd like to be an awesome supporter, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash awesome. And if you would like to do eh, maybe not the monthly thing, go over to askthepodcastcoach.com slash store. You can buy my book. You can sponsor Jim Muggs, Jim's Mug, when it's not a response, of course. This one or yeah. this one? The, the one from Dan from. Uh, oh, this yeah. this one. Okay, yeah. yeah. It's maybe the sponsor of this mug. <laughs> so uh, thanks to all our awesome supporters. I, I just thought it was funny this this week that we just seem to have a lot of situations where where people kind of worried about just 
putting themselves out there. And I get that. I did find one interesting. It's hard though, Dave. Let's let hold on before, yeah. before you move on. It, it is hard. Like, I don't want to minimize this. The rejection is a, is a very, very strong emotion. Yeah. And oh, it, it messes you up. For most of us, we've been rejected. I mean, all, all of us have been rejected a lot in our lives and it's a huge fear. So I don't think we want to minimize that. I don't think we're saying like, ah, get over rejection. But I, I think there are some things that you're, you're going you're gonna to have to, you know, change your mind, so to speak, to say, I have to see it. I kind of have to see it as a positive instead of a negative, like in order to push past it. And I just have to ask whatever, whatever it is. I just, yeah. I'm just going to have to ask if it, they say no, they say no. That's their, that's their choice. Not yours. Not necessarily a reflection on you, but you did say sometimes your pitch needs to be better too. So there's sometimes needs to be improvements we need to make yeah. to improve our odds. Well, and also one thing I just thought of, uh, no, isn't always no, it's not now. Yeah. So keep that in mind. But yeah, I, well, but that in that rejection mode, though, sometimes we think it's forever. And yeah. so we never ask again. And I think that's important to realize, you know, and, and maybe that's an okay question to ask too, is like, are you ever interested? Should I ask again? Yeah. Uh, because some people say, yeah, ask again. Others will be like, yeah, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm not ever interested. Good. Then I don't have to waste my time with you. <laughs> right. I'm done. And, and I don't have to come back. Yeah. I was dealing yesterday with a, um, a customer at Libsyn and she was thinking of using glow.fm and she just has this bizarre, well, not bizarre, but she has a lot going on with her podcast. She's got an app. She's got this, she's got that. And she was contemplating leaving Libsyn. And I said, Hey, can we get on a quick zoom call just for a second? Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause it was a glow customer. And I was like, and I am half of the glow team over there for support. And I was just like, I just need to know what what's going on. What are the pieces, parts? And it was interesting because there was part of that where we kind of had to talk about, like, why are you thinking of of leaving Libsyn? And to hear that and, and, and know and not get all defensive and blah, blah, blah. And she was unaware of some stuff that we had. So the good news is she's probably not. But it was, I, it was this weird, awkward conversation for about 30 to 40 seconds. Mm. that you're like, oh, hmm, okay. Uh, and then I was like, oh, well, are you aware that, you know, we bought advertised cast and we have this and that? Oh, I, I didn't know that. And then mm-hmm. it, and it was like, okay. But sometimes you have to. Smart move to call, by the way. Smart yeah. Move well, to- it's just one of the, well, yeah, it's building that relationship, yeah. showing that we care. Um, and this, this could have been a huge um, glow customer she has her own app and she was thinking of leaving the app and then in the process of thinking of leaving her own app she was thinking about changing media hosts and things like that and i was like oh if we could get that on glow that would because she's got a lot of people on her app and i was like oh, that would be cool um but sometimes having that on when you say when you ask hey um should i check back in six months that's awkward because somebody just rejected you and you're like hey can you reject me again please and they if they say no uh, don't ever call back. I'm never coming on your show. That that tends to hurt a little bit, but it is one thing to just realize that it's you know not everybody's going to say yes. And um, well, when you think you've got to get no's to get a yes, yeah, like that again, you got to mentally change the way you think about it to be like, yeah, you know what, I'm going to have to get, I'm going to have to get a few no's. And if you think of that in the terms of, I have to get the no's to get to the yes. Yeah. All of a sudden, no's don't seem so bad. You're like, okay, there's one. one. Yeah. <laughs> Check it off. What's the right? rule? It used to be something like seven. You have to hear seven no's to get to a yes. Or I guess it depends yeah. again on your pitch. Um, your pitch, the conditions. Is it, is the topic hot? You know, some of the, are you, don't you think Dave too? I think we go through, even in our own personal brand, I think we go through moments where we're having great success and, We've got a lot of momentum and things are happening and this is pretty great. And then we have these moments where nothing is happening and it doesn't feel very good. And I think we kind of cycle through that in our own, like just in our own personal work that we do. And I think the key is that there's going to be moments where these down moments and those are rebuilding times. Those are times to kind of come back in and say, okay, I'm not as popular right now. So I'm not getting as, I'm not getting asked to do as many things. That means I have some time to rebuild or to reinforce or to do some work or get some homework done or whatever. Right. So I just, I think it's never, it doesn't, I don't think it ever is a straight line either this way, this way, or this way up even or down for those audio folks. Sorry. Um, 
it, it it's this constant moving around and it's kind of then knowing that having the self-awareness to know where am I at right now? Yeah. One of my favorite classes to teach was Microsoft Excel. I was mm. quite the Excel nerd, but the other reason was I taught that class every week for year, like forever. I, like I was always teaching Microsoft Excel. So consequently I had done it so many times and came up with example. Like if I got a room full of, of housewifey kind of people, not super technical, maybe pushing 50. I knew all sorts of fun examples. Like I would say, Hey, we're going to let's dip our toe in. And I go, okay, we're going to make a thing for our employees. The first employee is Larry. Be like, okay, Karen, here's his month one, month two, month. Okay. And the second employee is Curly. And as soon as I said Curly, they're like, Oh, he's doing the three stooges thing. And it just made it fun and yuck, yuck, yuck. And, and I just would come up with all these different, I found out all sorts of ways to throw jokes into Microsoft Excel. And if I knew the audience, like if I had a bunch of millennials, I'm like, Oh, they're not going to get, they're not going to get the Ted Nugent reference. That's not going to work. So, um, but the, the chat yeah, room, but yeah. that's another thing. When you get rejected, you're like, okay. And I've, uh, Monica Rivera doesn't do a podcast. She's, she's on hiatus, but she did a, um, it was called, what was that like? Or no, that's Scott Johnson. Um, you want to do what? And had a W in there. Mm-hmm. Um, that was her podcast. And she had asked somebody to either speak or something, but she got a, a little rejection and she just asked him, she's like, Hey, thanks so much for the opportunity to, you know, present my idea. Is there anything I could have done? Like she asked for like feedback on her pitch and they're like, well, actually we didn't, we don't do. And so the next time she pitched, she actually got picked mm. because she, and, and half the reason she got picked is because of the mental um, attitude of, I want to do better. The fact that she came to them and said, Hey, and it was a little vulnerable. It's like, hey, can you help me with my pitch for next time? And they're like, oh, well, yeah, normally we're looking for this and that and blah, blah, blah. And so just that, they were like, wow, you don't see that a lot. Usually it's like, how dare you turn me down? You know, mm-hmm. Do you know who I am? And mm-hmm. so, uh, but she's awesome. So she, I forget, I can't remember exactly what it was, but it was a cool thing she did. And, and the next time she pitched, she had a better pitch and she got selected. Yeah. So, yeah. so if you get... Get the old, you know, just go, all right, how can I do this better next time? And yeah. and in some cases, we haven't talked about this. Sometimes you're pitching somebody that maybe isn't quite a good fit. You thought they were, or you didn't explain it right or things like that. We have somebody here, we're talking about being a backup at a, a conference. They say I have a backup guest for the pod on standby for when my co-host can't get on. Uh, might not be a planned topic, but we'll get something usable. Jim, I know you hate doing solo shows. Mm-hmm. What happens if your co-host or guest cancels you? Do you have a, a permanent backup? I don't have a permanent backup. I, um, you know, I usually have a guest. I have a host and a guest lined up for what we do. If it's going to be just me, I've done that. You know, I've done just me. I just don't like doing it, you know? So I no, I don't. I, I don't have a backup. I, I, if I know it's soon enough, I have enough guys right. that I could draw on. I could there's a handful I could call at a moment's notice and say, Hey, could you join me on Thursday? So that works out pretty well. Hey, records and bands also has a great question out there um, as well about recording remotely. You want to throw oh, yeah. that one up? That's the, it says uh, we usually record remotely, but next weekend we'll both be in the same room at the same time to make an episode. Any tips, particularly around isolating each mic? Yeah. Number one, when Glenn was here, I didn't even think about it. And I had Glenn and I, and our mics were pointed the same direction. We were both facing basically that wall. Almost in though, Dave. I mean, you guys, they were almost like this coming in at each other. So you want to sit across from each other, I guess would be a way to explain this. Like if you're, if there's a table in the room, put that person on the other side and put you on this side and then just try to be, I don't know, uh, as far away as possible. It's, it's one of those things that I found. I had an office once. It was pretty tiny. It was basically a room for uh a desk, about five guitar cases, and another chair. There wasn't much room in there. And my ex-wife and I recorded a, a podcast in there, and she was in one corner and I was in the other. And when I would listen back to the tracks, I could hear her on my track. Now, granted, yeah, sure. it was, you know, and that's where I'm like, okay, let's ease up. Like, that's not going to ruin the recording that, you know, she's barely making a blip on it. Uh, Jim, have you ever had... The issue of yeah, 
Oh yeah, I, I'm not. I, listen, I'm I am a huge fan of getting everybody in their own room. Like I, I if you, <laughs> I know it sounds fun to yeah. be together. It it and it is. It is fun to be in the same room. If you're if it's audio only, that's one thing. If you're doing video, couple couple caveats. One is you tend to stare at each other. <laughs> like even though you know you got a camera, you're looking over because you want to you want to make eye contact with the person. And so, you, you know, you, you, you end up getting a lot of this kind of stuff going on where you're looking off camera because you're looking at them. So th- that's one thing to be careful of if you're doing, if you're doing video. Um, in the same room, of course, the crosstalk is, is a big deal. And, and I've, some people have tried doing two guests, one mic. That's no, if you, if you, if you can avoid it. <laughs> exactly. If you can avoid it, it's, it just, it, it makes it a whole lot easier if you can to just separate rooms, even if you can kind of hear each other from the rooms uh, type deal, but just, just do separate rooms. It's a lot easier. It's a lot better. If you can't do that, like Dave says, microphones pointed out earbuds for sure. You definitely don't want to be doing speaker stuff on that. And then um, just make sure that you've got if if there that people if you're doing video work you're looking through cameras if you can yeah. you're looking through them to the individual so it's listen I get it it's fun and if you can pull it off awesome I just I'm not a it, 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 those recordings are always difficult as witnessed you know two months ago when yeah. we had you and Glenn in this yeah video. and then what I didn't realize until I played it back was there's this thing called phase where. <laughs> If if you basically have, I'll just yeah. say if if one person's sound is going up, and I'm just using up and down because we can kind of picture that, and one person is going down, um, it actually can almost cancel out the speed. Yeah. It just sounds weird, yeah. and I've yeah. I've heard that uh, not a lot, but at times at Libsyn, somebody'd be like, "This sounds good when I listen through my speakers, but when I listen on my phone, which is a mono speaker in some cases." It like we can't even hear each other, and you're like, ah, and I'll take it out and look at him like, yeah, you're you're out of phase, and that is something that rarely ever happens. But when it does, you're like, oh yeah. So uh, Stefan's got some tips here. Use a dynamic microphone, sit opposite from each other, put some distance between you, and then uh, you can use a noise gate later in post. But I would also, again, like I said, when I was listening back to my wife, I was doing the whole, I'm in a quiet room, squishing my headphones into my head going, I still hear her. And it's like, I know. Yeah. You're like, nobody else does. No, nobody <laughs> nobody else. else will hear this. <laughs> it's literally the tree that fell in the forest. Yeah. And nobody was there. Yeah. Well, that and she had no inside house volume. Like she always was just, she just kind of talked loud and you know, I have a, a seven-year-old niece and we're constantly reminding her like inside voice, <laughs> inside voice. Um, so that's that. And, and it's like you said, the worst thing I hear is people trying to do the one mic to, to, uh, yeah, that, 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 no. that just does not work. No. If, if you're just recording to, and you're not trying to bring somebody else in, yeah. you know, two people in the same room and a third person somewhere else. We did this, you know, when I went out to Boston, you kind of do it that way. Now that studio is set up and designed for that. So, you know, you have headsets, everybody's mic, the mic's close, all that other stuff. But um, if you, if you're not trying to bring in a second, uh, a second person to the call then, and you don't need to have any kind of audio coming back, and you can get good levels on earbuds. You can kind of set it and forget it. Get somebody in the same room, have the conversation, make sure everything's turned down, and then just have a conversation. Um, that works. That kind of works as well. That can work if you're just recording it. If you're trying to broadcast it or stream it or bring in somebody third, it gets more complicated. Yeah. Sure. Well, and that, and then we didn't even mention the room. So if you're if you can pick a room that has carpet and curtains and things like that, and doesn't have a you know twenty foot ceiling with a skylight and these other things that'll just make it a big yeah. reverb box. Yeah. Um, well, that's what we've gone traditionally now. Most homes are hardwood. Like we've gone to very f- straight, flat, hard surfaces in our homes, right? We just don't have the cushy 80s. Yeah. <laughs> everything was plush. Yeah. <laughs> ugly. But everything was plush. It wasn't ugly. Why is it ugly now? And it wasn't ugly then. Maybe it was ugly then. I don't know. But anyways, we don't we don't have those soft surfaces. So it, it, you, sometimes you need to kind of make sure you're getting some soft. Bring some 
bring something into the room yeah. if you can to bring absorb some pillows. Some of that sound. Yeah, bring Blanket. something in. Yeah, yeah. Stack it all around. Yeah, he says he thinks he has a Sure PGA fifty eight, which is probably a lower version of the Sure SM fifty eight. Maybe that's it. But anyway, if that's it, that's a great mm-hmm. microphone. Uh, the Sure SM fifty eight, you can basically run it over with a truck and it'll still work. Um, well, and it doesn't have a, it doesn't have a wide, the 58s don't have a wide um, field. Yeah. And so you can, you can get a bunch of them together and they're not going to necessarily pick up, but you, you got to get right on a 58. Like, yeah, you, you can't put a 58 on it on your monitor. It needs to be right up yeah. close. Yeah. When you see any rock star singing into a microphone, oh, they're all that's yeah. the SM58. It's a 58 for sure. And then just, he says he's got a Zoom H5. So put one in one channel and the other person in the other channel. That'll make it easy to uh, separate later if you need to. And then if he's got a mic for singing gig, it's probably, depending on if it's live singing, it's probably a Sure SM58. Um, if not, if it's singing in the studio, it's probably a condenser, which might pick up a little more info, more. Uh, more room noise. A little more, yeah, a little more background yeah. stuff. What about if you want to do interviews at a conference? I hmm. recommend these now. It is the Power DeWise uh, Lavaliers. I actually like these better than the Rode. And this is something ridiculous, like 28 bucks, 35 bucks, something like that. And then if you have the right adapter, you can get it into your phone. And then what I start off, if I'm interviewing somebody in a hallway, I start off the interview with, I'm in the hallway here at PodFest, and I'm talking with Jim Cullison because there's going to be yeah. murmuring in the background. Um, if you've... You know, there are tools that will help reduce that. Uh, I just upgraded to RX-9 from um, Isotope. It's not cheap, but it's they have definitely done some stuff where uh, I run it through. Like I do the last night, I was doing the question of the month, and I ran everybody's through, and it declicks and uh, voice isolates and all sorts of fun stuff. Um, where is the noise reduction in Audacity is meh. <laughs> It's okay. You just have to be very, very careful. But that would, because you're not going to get a quiet thing at a conference. You're just, you're just not, unless you're no, in a room and you know. But that can add to it, right? Yeah. I mean, they, they, that can add to the ambience. Tiana, I, um, if you go out to the Average Guy TV on YouTube, I have a couple playlists from conferences that where I've done this at a table. You know, so we're we have a table set up out in the hallway and. I'm on one corner and they're on the other and I have the mics kind of separated from each other. And then we, I've used a variety of mixers. You know, I've, uh, I, I took my Mackie mixer. I've taken a, a you know, sound device. It doesn't matter. You can use the H, whatever the letter numbers are, H4, whatever you have. And I've, these 2100s and a 2QU yeah. would work just fine are really good for this. And I, I took a couple arms with me and put them on so I could get the mic right in their face. And they turn out really, really well. And yeah, you hear the mumbling in the background or whatever, but it's kind of fun to watch. We were doing these during conferences where the, you know, the hallway would fill up and then it would, it would fill up with people on break. And then when the sessions would start, it would thin out. These interviews were about 30 minutes. So we might catch that whole cycle of people coming and then going. It's a neat dynamic. And I, I actually enjoy the process of interviewing people live. So You'll need a little bit of equipment. Well, Dave, we would live stream them. And so I'd put a big monitor on the table and I would show off the table what it looked like on the live stream. This would work really well. And these days we weren't using StreamYard, but this would be kind of cool because you could also frame it up with something from Canva, right? Yeah. People go, oh, they're live streaming. Now that was super cool five, six years ago. Today it's getting pretty common, but... Um, I, I think it's a, you don't have to go lavalier. You could go with yeah. something like this. Yeah, I mean, get, get Glenn was, yeah. Glenn was using this on the road, the zoom pod track yeah. P4. Uh, he had a couple stands. So, you know, you get a couple of these, you throw mics on them. I love these because it's like a little desktop boom arm. So instead of having to, to lean over so far on the deck. Yeah. And the, yeah, and the ones that clip, you know, the, like the, the arms that come down and have the screw underneath right. it. Sometimes the conference tables don't have enough edge for those. Yeah. And so, you know, if you're, if you're getting ones with the, yeah, with the stands as Dave's showing, sometimes yeah. that's better. Yeah. And, yeah. and this can be used as a weapon. Like you could take somebody out with the bottom of this thing. So that's always- they're, they're, they are not the easiest things to to transport around. No, like, 
they're that's, bulky and they're yeah that, that's where the foldable scissor arms are a little bit better yeah i often i'm not doing it much anymore but i often thought dave i would create a little tabletop stand that had the necessary um lip so i could i could screw those, those things in and kind of make it work because i love the 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 scissor arms and that you can i'm like grab that mic just bring it really close to you you know yeah. that would be it's we do a sound check they would be by the way they wouldn't have earbuds and i would i would know how they sound but they don't care how they sound so i just wanted to make sure i knew how they were going out yeah if they don't have headphones on tell them ahead of time that if you give them this motion and you kind of make a motion to like come closer yeah. that you're going to cause they will, they'll get all comfortable. They're like, okay, how do I sound? They're like, great. And then you ask them a first question. They lean back in their chair and they're like, well, yeah. let me tell you about the time. And you're like, no, no, come back to the microphone. Come up. Come up. Uh, yeah. I, when I ran sound in my church, people would get up to sing a solo and I'm like, the microphone is your friend. It's not going to bite you. You're not going to get shocked, but I can't hear you if you know, you've got it two feet away from you. So I actually, when in those settings, live settings, I actually like to put the, the end of the microphone right on my chin here. It's a kind of as a reference mm-hmm. and just hold it there. And then, then I know it's like having a windscreen. I know exactly where I need to be. And by the way, the sound person also knows where you're going to put it each time. And so right. I, I like to bring the 58s are great in close proximity. You can almost not blow out a 58. So, you know, bring, I always kind of bring it, I hold it like this and bring it right up, set it right on my chin. Yeah. You can, if in a pinch, just use your your microphone on like hit voice memo and like hey I'm here in the hallway with so and so and then just put your phone right in their face and you know yeah. I've used that and it worked I was surprised actually at how well it turned out what about a guest holding a number what Tom says what about a guest holding a microphone could go well or not yeah if you're going with a handheld microphone this is one from road you can see it's got a little longer so now you can do the what i call the bob barker and point it in and never let them hold it because they're like well i remember this one time and they go to grab it and you're just like no you can't and then you take it and you hit them over the head <laughs> smack them on the nose like a dog whatever it is um but you could do that but yeah it and if you're going to have somebody hold a microphone first of all don't because every microphone will have some sort of noise. It doesn't matter. I mean, there's some that are better than others, but I would guess that I don't know that there's a complete little gaffer's tape. Sometimes a little gaffer's yeah. tape wrapped around them. It looks ugly, but it wrapped around it will insulate it a little bit. You've heard that sound, that yeah. handling sound, yeah, like that. That you're, yeah, you're probably hearing. so. That's what you're getting when people, if they're not, you know, the the other thing I notice. Let me let me grab mine so I get a two QU. We yeah. um, if you give folks mics that have the um, sometimes it's got it's it's wireless and it's got a little battery pack on the end. And what I notice people is they they're they're, they're fidgeting with the with the bottom of it, uh, opening it, closing uh, it, opening it, closing it. Nice. You you also might get somebody who's got a kind of a thumb that they're 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 actually as they're talking they're moving their thumb up and down, and you'll get that sound as well on these. So. You have to, you kind of have to be careful with, with the, with the hand, a guest who isn't handling it a lot. I, I like when I'm, when I'm doing it live or I'm holding it, I like to hold it at the end, like I said, and I like to bring it right about here. Yeah. And that's, it's just a constant every, every time bring it up to the, well, that, to the same spot. That again is where they'll be, they'll talk into the microphone and then like halfway through their answer, their arm will get tired and it'll just start dropping, <laughs> dropping. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, Stefan has other tips, you know, keep water away. Always have a coaster clicky pens. I do not have any clicky. Pens oh yeah. I'm terrible with clicky pens. Um, it's impossible to get rid in, in post processing. Yeah. Um, Greg says I've used cheap plastic wireless mic once for a video. All I got was a gripping sound. Yeah. Nice. Uh, the woman uh, had hands like the, <laughs> the incredible Hulk. Yeah, uh, never use a microphone with a switch. Yeah, we've we've learned that trick. And although these have the two QUs have switches, so do the twenty one hundreds. Just don't just don't let them just don't let them touch them. Well, and that's where monitoring what you're listening to, so that if somebody does flip the switch, you can go, hey, 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 don't don't do that. So yeah, you know what else you shouldn't do is go over in time. Yeah, I shouldn't do that. <laughs> it's like I, it was funny because I looked up about four minutes ago. I was like, all right, we're almost done. We'll we'll start uh, wrapping this up. That's a fun, fun little technical segment. I appreciate <laughs> that. It's fun. <laughs> but uh, 
yeah, it's eleven uh, thirty. We're going to do some post show here as soon as we uh, wrap up this version. So if you're you're listening live, it's going to sound like we're ending, but we're not. And of course, if you're an awesome supporter, you get the whole show. So Jim, what's coming up on theaverageguy.tv? Yeah, on Home Gadget Geeks, we spend a little bit of time talking about this idea of maybe it's time to start minimizing our tech a little bit. Like, you know, there's so many cool things and that can kind of be overwhelming. And then you get in a situation where you have too much tech going on. And and I know that sounds impossible from a guy like me, but <laughs> yes, you can have too much tech happening. And you're not very effective. So we spend a little bit of a, a little bit of time talking about that and then a smidgen of crypto at the end. You'll be able to catch it a little bit later today. HomeGadgetGeeks.com. Nice. On the School of Podcasting, it's question of the month week. And this month's question was, how do you feel about getting the whole tell me about your life story. Even though I brought you on to talk about strengths finder, I want to know everything about Jim before I get to the meat and potatoes. Cause I kind of voiced my opinion. I'm like, I'm not sure why people are doing that. You're kind of boring me. I don't need to know that he went to West Milford high and was, you know, placed 180th in his class. And people give me this insane stuff. And so I said, Hey, I'd like to hear your opinion on this. Do you agree or disagree? There's no wrong answers here. We had a few people answer, not as many. And I knew I wasn't going to get as many. It wasn't uh one of those passionate questions, but uh, that'll be coming up. And then I'm, I need to figure out how I'm going to use it. Somebody sent me a 10 minute voicemail on, Hey, I don't think you gurus are being honest when it comes to how long it takes to make a podcast, which is going to be November's question of the month. So uh, that's, what's coming up on the school of podcasting and uh, stick around for some post show on ask the podcast coach. Mm-hmm. 